Welcome to the Tiger for Life podcast, where we'll hear stories from Washingtonians from their favorite food at Waltz or the CAF to their favorite Tiger Tunes shows and professors. We'll also find out what they've been up to outside the famed Washita bubble. I'm your host, John Merriman, Washita's Director of Alumni Relations. Today on the Tiger for Life podcast is alumna Kelly Martin Stamps from the class of 1995. Kelly is a well-known and loved blogger from Northwest Arkansas. She's married to her husband, Scott, and has three kids, Harper, Hollis, and Will Holden. Kelly shares about how her family survived the spring and summer at home due to quarantine, how it's been getting kids back to school, about her blog, Kelly's Corner, and her popular Singles Day series now in its 10th year, and some of her favorite Washtenaw memories from Tiger Tunes to Tiger Tracks and Life in O.C. Bailey. All right, Kelly Stamps, welcome to the Tiger for Life podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, how are things in Northwest Arkansas today? It's, it's good. It's actually, it's been raining and we're having cooler weather, so I'm, I'm grateful for that. Honestly, we haven't had rain in a long time. I know y'all have, but we haven't had any rain in a long time, so it's good. It's a, good, nice. it's a good day. Kids are in school and life is good. For That's now. Good. Yeah, we're about, <laughs> you know, 100% humidity in Arkadelphia today, which yes. is normal. <laughs> yes. Emily just asked me if the 100% humidity would water her flowers, so she didn't have to, but <laughs> it's a little I thick. know, it's the first day I haven't had to water my flowers in a very long time, so I'm like, this is good. It's a good day. That's nice. Uh, love keeping up with your family on social media. Love all oh, of I your posts. Um, for those who don't know you, uh, tell us a little bit about your family. Tell us about your kiddos. Okay, sure. So I am um, married to Scott. We have been married for almost 17 years. We met, didn't meet at Washita. We met on a blind date uh, through my best friend from Washita. So all roads lead back. Um, and uh, we have three kids who are uh, Harper. She is in the sixth grade. I have, to, I have to think about this for a minute. She's in sixth grade and she's 11. And then Hollis is in the fourth grade. And she's nine. And then we have Will Holden, who is our little boy, who is five. And he just started kindergarten. So it's a big week. He's, he's starting football this week. So very football. exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> Flag football. But nice. Know, he's very, very, very excited about that. So <laughs> that is fun. Yeah. What are all your kids? What are they like doing? Are they are the girls in like dance or things? My, no, they never like dance. My oldest Harper plays the guitar. She's music. So she she takes guitar lessons, sings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hollis did play soccer, but she <laughs> she wasn't loving it last year. And then COVID cut her season short and she was not sad about that. So she's decided her, career, her soccer career is over. So I don't know. We're trying to I'm trying to get them in, interested in maybe basketball this year, but um, they mostly like to play Fortnite and watch YouTube videos. So that's, that's what okay. they enjoy the most. Is a, uh, I don't even know anything about Fortnite. Is it competitive I don't at all? Do you win I don't, at Fortnite? I don't I, understand it. They, in fact, they just started one of their, uh, one of my middle daughter's best friend from Texas came and stayed with us for a week summer and she's real into it. She has an older brother, so they're real into it. So she got them into it. So I guess they play together. And so, and you can hear them talking like, you know, so she's, they play with their best friends and they, you can hear them talking and I have no, I have no idea. They play together. And I mean, they can, they will play for hours. Thankfully <laughs> school started back. So it had, I mean, I was like, whatever. I mean, we've been in this house for months, play I don't care if you play video games all day, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about it to be honest. Um, I know it's been a, a crazy spring and summer, uh, with everybody quarantine and kids at home and that sort of thing. Uh, how have you all survived quarantine the past five months or so, or just being at home together a lot with things canceled? Yeah. 
Um, you know, at the very beginning, back in March, I thought when this first started and we thought we'd be home for a while, I thought this is, I mean, how are we going to do this all? You know, we have a small house. My husband's been working from home ever since March. And I don't know if he'll ever go back, honestly. Um, he's computer program. I mean, most people here are working from home. And so, um, I thought all five of us in this house, this is going to be a nightmare. I mean, cause even like sometimes just the two week Christmas break when we're all together for like two weeks, it's, I love my family dearly, but like I'm not 24 seven. And so it was a little tough at first. Um, and, but I will, I will admit, and, it, and it, there were even a lot of times I thought if, if I don't get out of this house or if I don't get away from this family, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, but when they, you know, like when we kind of started getting closer to school starting and everybody going back and I thought, oh, I'm, I'm honestly a little sad because I think it turned into a really good, you know, time. It was nice that we kind of slowed down and didn't set an alarm for five months and had slow mornings. And, um, you know, I think we, I think my, I felt like my kids, I thought that they would lose their minds and they really did really well just being at home all the time. And I feel like they bonded. They kind of got along better than they have. I mean, no, there were days that they wanted to kill each other for the most part. I feel like they formed friendships that they maybe, you know, just deep on a deeper level. So I think it's been really, I think it was a really good time. I think we'll look back and think that was a really great time. Now there was times during the middle of it that I thought, this is the worst. How are we going to survive this? But now I look back and think that was a really special time. And we learned, you know, we just, we, we took up biking. We've never, it's biking is huge in Bentonville. Everybody bikes everywhere. And so, but we've always made fun of the bikers. And then when we had nothing to do and all you could do was either go for walks or go for bike rides, we, we kind of accumulated a bunch of bikes and started biking all the trails. And that kind of turned into our family fun and we really enjoy it. So, um, you know, we learned to do things that we wouldn't have done before. So that, I think it was, I think it was a good time, but I'm also not sad that everybody's back at school and we're back in a routine. I think it's, you know, hopefully we took some good things from it. Yeah. I went to Walmart the other day and the bike rack was completely empty. There's not yes. a bike anywhere. I guess people yes. you know, bought them all up. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. It's crazy that things that like, you know, we're such in demand during this, you know, the things you wouldn't think about like that we're so high in demand and can find toilet paper or bikes anywhere. So, <laughs> Yeah. We were on vacation in Hawaii and came back and I mean, oh, we didn't yeah. even think about the pandemic at all. And we got back yeah. and we're like, why is there no toilet paper? We hadn't <laughs> stocked up on anything. Our fridge was empty. Cause you know, trying to eat all the leftovers before we left. And yes. you know, we were like struggling. People were bringing like toilet paper from Malvern and they were squirreling away and <laughs> we, were, we were struggling. <laughs> That was a crazy time back crazy. when we would go to stores and there would be nothing there. I mean, it just felt like you were living in a movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I went to Dollar Hunger General Games one night and I, I found a uh, Charmin toilet paper at Dollar General and came back and felt so triumphant. Yes. You know, Emily yes. cheered for me when I came in and it was very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Things we would Strange. never think were, yeah, were no. exciting. <laughs> Um, other than, you know, bike rides and that sort of thing, what have been some of your favorite memories made with the family this summer? Um, you know, this summer was weird because we didn't have camps and we didn't have a family vacation and we didn't have, um, Bible school, you know, all the normal things that we would do. So, um, I, I honestly thought this is going to be the longest summer of my life because it, it was six months long and we had nothing to do, but I think, um, 
you know, I would say bike riding was a great memory for us. I think just spending a lot of time together, movie nights and, um, you know, we couldn't, there wasn't much to do anyway. You know, we couldn't go to movies. We couldn't go to anything. And so I think just, we just learned to hang out together and, um, not do a lot, but it was just, I think it's a summer we'll never forget. I'll say that. So, yeah. Yeah. What do you think y'all missed the most this summer? I mean, I know like VBS or things like that, but is there something that you really miss? You can't wait to get back to, you know, maybe next summer. Um, yeah. I mean, just like we love going to church camp. I always go as a counselor with the kids to camp. And so I really miss doing that this summer. Um, and you know, like, well, we, we found, I finally found a swimming pool in Northwest Arkansas that we could go to because most of them were closed. Parks were closed, you know? Mm. And so finding, I would <laughs> drive around until I found secret parks that were open or, I mean, I, um, so just things, just small things like that. I think that just being able to go to the movies, we love the movies. And so we've missed that this summer a whole lot. Yeah, so we've we watched a lot that. of Disney plus. <laughs> A lot of Netflix and a lot of Disney Plus, so I'm thankful for those two things, I guess. Yeah, I used to really complain about having to clean the house on the weekends because I'd rather be at the movies. But this summer, I was like, guess we'll clean the house because we can't <laughs> go to the movies. So. <laughs> I've organized a lot of closets, so I guess that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now the movies are open and they're only playing like Jurassic Park, Old and things, things. which is great. I mean, yeah. I, we almost went this weekend. I looked online and it said Jurassic Park started at 830 at night. Oh. I was like, what? I'm not staying up that late in Little Rock to drive home. Okay. So, yeah, not doing that. <laughs> well, I know uh, school has started back for y'all up there. Um, how have the first few days of school been? How's it been for the kids? You know, it's been really good. I mean, knock on wood and pray every day. But um, I feel like our schools, we're in Bentonville, and they did a really great job of just – make putting a plan in place and taking all the precautions. And, um, I, you know, I worried about how my kids would do, but kids are really resilient. I feel like kids are better than adults, honestly. Like they have to wear a mask all day and they didn't really don't complain about it. I mean, they, they get little breaks and my oldest one in middle school, she, they have to keep them on pretty much all day long. I think in elementary, they get a few more breaks, but really they don't throw a fit. I've just bought a million masks. I mean, my, my daughter asked me the other day, what are we going to do with all these masks when we don't have to wear them? And I was like, I don't know. And I don't care. We're just, I just keep buying them. Cause I think if you like, you like this mask, great, let's buy some more. Cause you know, we have to wear them. And so, um, which is funny because like, there's so much more to deal with getting ready for school every day because they have to bring their Chromebooks home. We have to charge them every day. Then they have to take them back and then like have to have clean masks and have to have these certain water bottles and everything is like just a little more complicated than before. But um, it's been really good. My little boy started kindergarten and I did not know how he was going to do in kindergarten period, much less having to wear a mask and not, he likes to hug everyone. And so I was like, you cannot hug people, you know, you cannot touch your friends. And so, um, but he's, really done well and keeps that mask on. And, um, but I think they're just so happy to see people and be mm. back at school in a routine and see teachers. And it was not fun doing it online in the spring. I mean, they did it, but I think that it's just not the same as being in person. And so I'm hoping that it'll, you know, I don't know. I don't, I take every day as, you know, we made it one more day. I don't know how long this is going to last, but, um, I'm so thankful that they are able to go back. I know not everybody, has gotten to yet, or maybe won't, but, um, I'm really thankful that they've gotten to go back to school and so far it's going well. 
Yeah. And I bless the teachers is all I can say. I just pray for the teachers. <laughs> They're my heroes because teaching is hard anyways, but then with, you know, all the having to clean and keep children's mask on and it's a different world, but hopefully it won't stay this way. So for sure. We finally decided that we had to come up with a system for what to do with the masks. So, you know, like where to put them when they're dirty. And then Emily has started like pressing them, you know, every night and then putting them in a little drawer. Yeah. She's got like the cloth ones and then the, Uh the old Navy ones, you know, in different Mm -hmm. drawers. So we've got a whole system going now. Yeah. We have a big basket by our door. So I'm just constantly washing and putting them back in. And uh, my oldest daughter is, uh, is nearly deaf. She's hard of hearing. And so that masks are kind of complicated. That's been the one kind of complicated thing is she lip reads. And so I have a, we have a lot of masks with a clear panel so she can see us. And so far I was really worried about school because I thought you're not going to be able to understand anybody, but she so far is doing okay. So, you know, you don't, it's things like that that you don't think about. It was, yeah. When you lip read and you can't suddenly see anybody's face, it's a little more complicated, but do most of our teachers have the clear panel mask? They do. And we gave those as teacher gifts and okay. um, they had some, and then she, her teachers wear a microphone that goes to her hearing aids. And so that yeah. helps too. So, um, but yeah, that's good. The different, we're just, it's just a very different experience, but I'm really proud of kids and how they're handling it. And Definitely. Even uh, Emily's mom teaches eighth grade and even her kids are keeping them on, you know, very, doing a great job and yeah. you know, driving around Washtenaw. I see everybody has their mask on. So. I know I was going to say at Washtenaw, I'm sure it's just very strange, but. Yeah. I mean, it feels like we're in a different country or something, you know, but you look out <laughs> and everybody seems to be doing okay. I think, you know, missing school in the spring, they'll do anything to not have to go home. Oh, so yeah. they're really oh, trying yeah. to be good down here. Good. For so back to school for you as a mom has been been a good thing. It's been a it's been a good it's been good. <laughs> it's <laughs> been good to have kids out a little bit of quiet. And I'm always very glad to see them during the day. But you know, I, I was thinking like trying to do this podcast. Of course, I had to tell my husband, "You have to stay in your office. You can't come out right now." <laughs> I'm talking on this, but normally, like this summer, anytime I tried to do anything, whether it was a Zoom call or a podcast or whatever it was, was, I mean, I had to hide in closets because kids and they're so loud and they're everywhere. So it's kind of nice to have a little bit of quiet time during the day and, you know, nice pick back up in the afternoons. That's fun. Um, now I know a lot of people know you through your blog and, you know, I think that's been going for quite a while, hasn't it? Yes. Your blog. (laughs) When did you start blogging? How long ago? A long time ago. Um, I started, I think, probably 13 years ago, 13 or 14 years ago. So a long time, a long time ago. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tell I just, us how you started. Like how did well, you? Well, I, um, I actually, I, so I had a friend, it was actually one of my friends that went to Wash Talk and she started, she was like, I think I'm going to start a blog. And I didn't even really know what it was. And so I thought I've always liked to journal and I thought, well, this is kind of fun. I can, it's like an online journal. My mom can read it and see what we're doing. And I had just, gotten married not very long before that. And so, um, I thought it'd be fun just to do it, not thinking anyone would ever read it in a million years. And so, um, so I started it and then, um, kind of just kept, that's back when, I mean, it was on Blogspot, which by the way, it still is on Blogspot because I'm just an old school, not fancy blogger. I never moved to WordPress. I never got a fancy website. I still, 
it's like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. Still on the old blogger. Um, but I kind of wrote through, we went through some years of trying to have a baby through infertility. And so I started writing about that and had more people kind of reading, following our journey. Cause I wrote about it a lot. And so then when my oldest daughter was Harper was born and um, she had kind of a traumatic birth and, and, mm-hmm. uh, had pneumonia, nearly died. They had to fly her to another hospital and she was in the hospital for a while. And so during all that, we had a lot of people kind of come to our blog and to follow her journey and to pray for her. And so I think a lot of people started following us through that and then just kind of have stuck around. And so it's funny because, you know, like she is almost 12, but when she has a birthday, everybody will say, I can't believe I've been following you since she was born. You know, and they, it's like, they think that they're my best, you know, like they feel like I'm their best friend and we're their family and they know everything about us. And it's very strange, but it's not strange. And I mean, it is strange, but it's not strange, but, um, so yeah, a long time. And and most of the people that used to blog kind of, it used to be a very big thing. I feel like it kind of social media has changed that because social media wasn't around when I was first blogging. And so uh, most of the people that I kind of started out blogging with have quit. And so, but I just kind of keep doing it because it's just kind of been an outlet for me more than anything. And I think I used to blog like five days a week and now it's more like two days a week, but um, it's just something I, it's like a creative outlet for me. And when I was home, I worked for a long time in business before I had kids because I got married a little later. And so once um, I stayed home, I just, I needed like humans or I needed to feel like I had contact with someone. So I feel like that was like my outlet for it. And now it's just something. And I'm glad I did it because I, um, or I'm glad I continue it because sometimes I can't remember things. So I look it back up on my blog and I'm like, Oh, here's where, what we were doing when you were two. And you know, I can't remember. So it's like an online scrapbook for me. And so something I just, just enjoy doing. Yeah. When you post a blog about, I mean, on average, how many people reach out to you about a certain post or, you know, connect with you after you blog something? Uh, yeah, all the time. I mean, yeah, it just depends on what it is, but I have people mm-hmm. ask me questions all the time and message me and just, you know, I've written about all kinds of different things over the years. And so, um, it's been a neat way to meet people from all over the world and connect with people. And, um, it's interesting. So I've even had people, I've even had a few people that have said their kids have gone, that didn't live in Arkansas, didn't know anything about it and have sent their kids to Washita because I talked about it so much on my blog that they were like, you, you made me want to go, you made me want my child to go there because you talked about it so much. So, um, it's kind of, it's crazy. It's a really weird thing, but it's fun. I've met a lot of really interesting people, you know, through internet strangers that long, you know, 13 years ago, I thought it's really weird to meet someone off the internet, but now it just, is just a neat way to stay connected with people. So. Yeah. yeah somebody reached out uh, a few weeks ago and you had put the point of grace episode of the blog on your <laughs> story or whatever. And they reached out to me and said that they found it through you and loved it. So I thought that okay. was, you know, people hear about things in you know, all these different ways. So that was really fun. Uh, I know one of the things that a lot of people talk about, about your blog is the singles day uh, phenomenon. And I've heard so much (laughs) about it. Um, Tell me how that started and Uh, what that is like today. I think it's, has it changed a little bit through the years? Yes. So, um, so 
I guess 10 years ago, I was doing a series on my blog where it was like, show us your life Friday. And every Friday, this sounds so cheesy, but it was like, show us your living room, show us your favorite dinner recipe, just whatever. And that's when everybody had blogs. So they would, they would link their blogs that, you know, they would do a post about their living room and then post link it up. So you could click through and read different people's blogs. And so one of my friends who was single kind of joked with me and said, you ought to do like a show us your single guys Friday. (laughs) And I was like, Okay. I mean, I kind of did it as a joke thinking, all right, we'll try it. And I thought you can blog about, you know, your single brother or your single whoever or, or girls, you know, and then link up and then everybody can click through and see all the different single people. Now I really, I really didn't think anyone would do it. And I really didn't never in a million years dreamed it would work. So I did it. And I can't remember how many people, I mean, it was probably, I mean, several hundred people linked up the first time and there were, I don't, I did it for 10 years. So, I mean, I've been doing it for 10 years. So I don't know who met that first year, but there was a couple that actually met, got engaged, got married. And so I thought, oh my gosh, this actually works. And so, and I thought, and the thing is, I mean, if I have a platform and I have whatever, 40,000 people that follow me, all those people know somebody that's single and it just kind of opens up the circle for people, you know, where, you know, it's, it's hard to meet someone when you're single and you're older. And, um, I knew that cause I was, I didn't get married till I was 30. So that it, it's one of those things that I just kind of had a heart for people who want to meet someone, but it's just hard to meet. And so, um, so I kept doing it every year. Well, it, it kept working. I mean, there kept being people that would meet and get married and, um, but the problem was in the last few years is that nobody has a blog anymore. And so when I would do it, nobody had a blog to post to, you know, post about their single person. And so, and I would say, well, you can create a blog just to put link your single person, but nobody really wanted to do that. So it was down to where we'd only have a few people, but everybody kept begging me, please do it again. Please do it again. And so last year I had the crazy idea that I would just create an Instagram account where people could email in their pictures and information. And then I would do a post for each person thinking that it would maybe be like 50 to a hundred people. Right. Well, what happened was I ended up getting 2000 entries, like 2000 singles (laughs) that wanted to be on there, which that's amazing. And that's great. But that also meant that I had to do 2000 separate posts on this Instagram account, which took me thousands of hours, which so worth it um, because it, I mean, it's crazy how it works, but, um, so anyways, did that. And then I ended up closing the account, like, I don't know, several months later, just because it kind of worked its way through. And so I, I was saying, I'm never doing this again. Like this is the last time. Cause it took me so much work, but then we had several couples that met last year and got married. And so I thought, okay, I'll do it one more time. So I did it this year again in February, same thing, had 2000 more singles that linked up. And so overall we've had 22 couples get engaged or married. Um, we've had a few just get it. We've had probably four or five just get engaged just recently from since February. Wow. Since singles day. So in fact, I got a wedding invitation in the mail yesterday from a couple that just got engaged. So yeah, 22 couples. So, and there's, and there's at least probably five or six more couples that I suspect will get engaged before the year's over because they, they like to email me or, you know, message me and send me little updates and say, you know, and there's, I mean, they have flown across the country to meet each other date long distance. It's crazy, but it's the coolest thing. I mean, who would ever think that a mom blog people would meet on there? And I'm sure that they're probably, when people ask them, like, how did you meet? I'm on this uh, mom blog Instagram account. Um, but, you know, 
if it works and it's a little better than some of the dating apps out there, I think a little safer. And, um, so yeah, it's, that's probably been my very favorite thing that I've ever done online and kind of what I've known, what I've known for. So I always, I always say I'm in the singles ministry. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, And just kind of you know, out, out of left field one day, just started. I'm that. waiting for a baby to be named after me. It hasn't <laughs> happened yet. I'm just next kidding. year. It's a next year's so a singles day. In fact, one of the, the couple that got engaged yesterday or that just sent me their wedding invitation, her sister also met through Two, it's two sisters that have both met their husbands through um, this. And so I'm like, I mean, the family, I feel like, needs to invite me over for dinner or something. I, mean, yeah. I feel like I've helped both of y'all. <laughs> so, anyway, no, I'm, I'm teasing. But no, I think that's really crazy and neat. So Yeah, what a neat thing to be a part of. And, you know, all those lives that you're touching through that is amazing. Um, now, tell me about Tangible Truth Ministries and what your role is there. I know that you... Um, you know, work with Susan Goss and work on that uh-huh. ministry. Tell us about that and tell us how you got involved. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So Tangible Truths, I work part-time. It's a, it's a nonprofit ministry. And um, that's actually an interesting story. Um, so Susan Goss is the founder and she, some of y'all listening will know her because her mother is Mary Shambarger, who was music professor. She's a legend. And um, so Susan goes to my church and probably... I don't know, five or six years ago, no, maybe longer than that, maybe seven or eight years ago, Susan asked me to lunch and she said, and I had always been looking for a mentor and um, would have loved Susan to mentor me, but I would have never asked her. And she asked me to come to lunch and she said, God just kind of placed in my heart that I need to mentor you if you're interested. And I was like, yes, I'm interested. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And so she ended up mentoring me for a year and I would go to her house every Friday and we spent a lot of time together just reading the Bible through and reading different books and just, and so um, at the, after about a year of that, she and I, she just kind of started talking about this ministry that she wanted to start. And she's a, a counselor, a, a marriage and family counselor. And so, um, so I just kind of came in with her, not, I wasn't working for the ministry. I just was like helping her get it started and kind of went along with her and just kind of always um, served on the board as it got turned in, you know, as we got a nonprofit formed. And so um, probably, Three or four years ago, um, she, we, our, the assistant that we had quit. And so I just kind of stepped into that role. And so it's really fun. We do, uh, we put on conferences that are like current events with, we bring in um, people with professional knowledge combined with God's word. So we've done things on like pornography. We've done things on, um, we've done a couple things on anxiety um, on talking to your kids about sex. We did have done the Enneagram, just different things that are, we bring in, you know, therapists or, um, different people to speak and really have had some really great conferences. We do a lot of stuff on social media. And then we have a cabin where we send people for like intensive counseling weekends if they are, um, if they need it. So it's a lot of different things that we do, but it's all about, you know, sharing God's truth. And so that's a neat, um, you know, I feel like we had that Washita bond when I met her and just, um, and that's always been kind of a neat thing that we love and share. And so she's turned into one of my best friends and my mentor and my boss. And so it's, it's something that I love doing and it's been a neat experience for me just to have that, um, to work for. So. 
That's fun. Yeah, I love your you know post you put on social media and love any time that y'all talk about Enneagram stuff. I'm the most seven of sevens, I think. Ever. Oh, okay. I can see <laughs> that. I can see that you're a seven. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Emily uh, has been reading a book um, about, they've been doing a book study about Enneagram relationships mm-hmm. and she read the seven chapter and she said, I'm so sorry about the pandemic and you being a seven. <laughs> yes. And she said, just read this chapter. And I was like, yeah, I've been trapped in a schedule I can't control for six yes. months. You know, it's just like, yes. we can't, and she'll say, what do you want to do this week? And I'm like, we can't do anything. We can't go anywhere. Yes. You know, it's been like. The pandemic like, is crippling to sevens. Yeah. I said my five-year-old is a seven because he wakes up every morning of the pandemic. What can we do fun today? What, who can we see and where can we go? And I'm like, buddy, this is it. <laughs> I'm like, you're a seven trapped in this pandemic. So you're, you're the same way. I get that. Yeah, it's, With Emily. It's rough. She's an eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, she is, is very much a solid eight and, um, yeah. So we've been reading the book together, learning how to work together, you know, after 15 years of marriage, it's good yeah. to find, <laughs> find common ground and, and understand, but yeah, she's really enjoyed this book study looking through all the different numbers. Yes. And, uh, it's very interesting. It really makes a lot of sense when you yeah. start to understand what people are. Yeah. Some people think, you know, I've even heard people here on campus say, you know, it's, it's, that isn't true or that doesn't work that way. And I'm like, I don't know about everyone else, but every single point is true of me. So that's all I can tell you. I mean, you, you read into it for you, but I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm 100% there on my, on everything it says about me. So Uh I'm a two and I, and it like, and it's helped me to understand like my motivation on things. So and curb it in sometimes too, because I'm a ultimate people pleaser. So sometimes I'm like, uh, Get it, yeah, gives, that us in. Thing, gives us things <laughs> to work on and things to, to celebrate yes. about ourselves for yes. sure. Um, how did you first hear about Washtenaw? What, what led you to choose Washtenaw for school? I grew up in a tiny town, Flippin, Arkansas. And uh, my parents both went to U of A, and I think that's probably where they wanted me to go. But I visited Washtenaw, I think, I don't know, I'm sure on some kind of youth trip, or I know I came to Super Summer, and I just loved it. And I wanted to go to a small school and I wanted to go to a Christian, you know, based school. And so I, it's the only school I ever, I mean, like, it's all I would talk about from ninth grade up. I didn't have any, I didn't want to visit anywhere. Of course, I don't think back then we didn't do college visits like they do now, but I didn't care anything about visiting where I didn't want to apply. It's the only school I applied to. And it's just the only place I want to go to. And it's like the best decision I ever made. I mean, I would, I'm so thankful. I have no idea how my parents sent me there because my dad was a small town pastor. I don't know. It was just God's provision because I'm, and I'm, and they never, you know, they didn't try to change my mind or um, say we can't do it. They just made it happen. And I'm so, so grateful because I loved every minute. <laughs> I loved every minute of it. It was just the best decision for me. Yeah. What do you enjoy most about your time at Washtenaw? Is there, are there things that you really just loved? About I, I, I mean, I don't know that I could ever narrow it down to one thing. Just, I just loved all of it. I loved living in the dorm. I loved the people. I just, you know, I loved my classes. I love the professors. Well, I love most of my classes. No, I did. I loved, <laughs> I was pre-med for a year and a half and nearly flunked out of school. So then I switched to business. It was much better, but I loved, I even loved, I even loved science when I nearly <laughs> flunked out. It was, that was all me, but no, I loved, I just loved every bit of it. It's just such a, it's just, a, it really is a family and um, it is, it is a little bit of a bubble and I, it's what I wanted. You know, I wanted to live in a bubble and I did. And I loved every 
every second of it. I just have nothing but good memories. I love it. Are you able to make it back down to campus, you know, very often? um, You know, I have in the last, just in the last couple of years, um, my husband's from Magnolia. So sometimes on the way there, I would, we could, I would make him detour through (laughs) Washita, but he didn't go to Washita. So he's not, he doesn't do that with a very good attitude of (laughs) driving through there. But I got to come back a few years ago and judge Tiger Tunes, which was like the greatest thing ever to me. Um, And so fun. It's just fun to be back on campus because it's, it looks so much different. It's so much nicer now than when I was there, but it still feels so much the same. And then um, my best friend, Laurie Delzin um, Orman, and I brought our girls down for Tiger Tunes and Homecoming this past October. And that was so much fun. It was the first time our girls had ever gone. They love it. They have, they all four have Washita sweatshirts that they wore like every single day to school. I mean, we were brainwashing, major brainwashing, but um yeah, it was, it was just really fun to be on campus and, um, you know, see all the buildings and the things smell the same. Like I went in Francis Crawford and it still smelled the same. Like, I don't even remember what it smells like, but you walk in and go, oh my gosh, this is that smell. Which is now How does it know. do that 20 years later? I, mean, I don't how? know. I don't know. I can't. It's magic. It's, ma- yeah. it's just a magic. Yeah. You can walk yeah, into Anthony. Magic. Still smells the same. The student center. It's like. Sm- it's just like it's just this, I don't know, but yet it's it's changed and there's yeah. so many beautiful buildings, but it just feels the same 25 years later as it does. You know, yeah, even when we then, moved back so. to Arkadelphia, we would like every time we'd come in Cata Valley, we'd take a loop around campus. Yes, know, like have a moment and then go back home. <laughs> <you know? laughs> just because it is like well, it's my favorite place, and then we get to it really work. is. I just get. I mean, I'm just so happy when I go to Arkadelphia, and I've got to go to Sonic. Still the same, you know. Yeah. It's just like you just have to do the loop and. Yeah, in Nashville, I would crave the Burger Barn onion rings <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Yes. Like if I get there, and you're in Nashville and you're craving well, Arkadelphia, right? but I had to have those burger barn onion rings. <laughs> uh, well, we do a thing on the podcast called fast fave fives, just five okay. memories from Washita. And uh, so we'll start out with, I mean, this might be a tough one, but okay. what was your favorite Tiger Tunes show? Okay. So when I was, um, I was a track high and 1990, uh, I think 1993, we were baseball players and we won. So that was obviously my favorite. It was just so fun to win <laughs> and it was a good show. But also I think my, if I had to give some runner ups when I was in school, I think 1993, no, 1992, I don't know what years, but anyways, one of those years, the E's were skeletons and they like glowed in the dark. I thought that was the coolest show I had ever said. It was genius. It was so good. And then um, the betas were Elvis one year while I was in school. It was just, it wasn't the, you know, you know, I love when like the guy show, the guy clubs do sh- not Kappas or anything, but like when the Rose Sigs or the betas would do shows cause they were just hilarious. Just like not, fun. not good. They, <laughs> they never practiced, but it was just funny. Yeah. It was just fun. So those were some of my favorite shows. Yeah. You know, my seven heart is like shriveling and dying, having to cancel Tiger Tunes and Homecoming. I know. I know. I'm, I'm heartbroken for you. <laughs> trying to make the most <sighs> of Tunes Rewind. Yes. My, my my office is full of things for these little watch party boxes we're sending out to oh, people yeah. host parties. So I'm trying to make it a thing, you know, trying to make it fun. <laughs> I voted. I got an email and I voted on a show. So I love it. yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be I'll, fun. I'll be watching. And I usually watch from home if I'm not able to come every year. So that's always fun. So then we need the Corona to leave so we can have regular tunes soon. Yes. Um, What is your favorite spot on campus? Is there a place you just love? Like when you come back to, to just see a certain spot? 
Well, <laughs> so I lived in OC Bailey my junior and senior year, which I know is like the football boy dorm now. But I, you know, it was old when I was there, but I loved living there. It was just, it was just a fun place to live. And I, you know, I was in the business building, so I just was really close. And then what's not there anymore is Waltz. And I mean, the new cafeteria is beautiful, but right. I loved Waltz because, you know, it was Waltz. It was, it was just a great place to go. Love the new place, but I miss seeing that old cafeteria. I, I love all the spots on campus. Just see, just seeing the campus just makes me happy. Yeah. I love it. Uh, did you have a favorite professor in one of your two fields of study or is there something <laughs> that like a favorite for you? So uh, my favorite professor who was my advisor was Mr. Eddie Airy. I don't know if you ever knew him, but he no. taught business finance, just the kindest. He was just a kind, gentle teacher. I just loved him. In fact, uh, one of my best uh, college friends is Chris Bruni, who's now, I call him now, but he's now Mr. Airy because he's the <laughs> business professor. You know, I always call him Professor Bruni and I'm like, but you're, you're now Mr. Airy. You need to wear, Mr. Airy always wore those brown suits, like brown or gray suits. And so I'm like, you got to got to get some brown suits. Yeah, yeah we, need he to, was we need to get Chris into those. <laughs> <laughs> some brown leisure suits is kind of what Mr. Airy wore. And so I, I just loved it. I loved all the professors I got to have at Washtenaw. They were all just really great. Was there a favorite class, either like a core class or a business class or anything that you really learned a lot from or enjoyed? Um, you know, I loved personal finance, probably because that's what made me change my major because mm-hmm. I took that as an elective and it made me change my major. And um, I loved all the business classes I took. Um, you know, I liked the Bible classes I got to take. Just I don't I don't know that I have a favorite. It was just I liked them all. I really mm-hmm. did. Uh, what was your favorite thing to do on the weekends in Arkadelphia or around here? <laughs> well, you know, I always say you had to make your fun in Arkadelphia because there wasn't a lot to do. But I was also one of those people that never went home on the weekends because I loved being on campus. And so, um, you know, we would go to Hot Springs or Little Rock and, I mean, really wild times. Go out to eat and go to the Park Plaza Mall or to a movie or something like that. Um, or just hanging out around the campus, doing campus drive-arounds. and. Yeah. Going to Taco Bell and late night. And I don't know, just, just living on campus was so much fun. It was like I was living with my best friend. I don't think I realized how great it was until you leave there. Cause you know, you're living, I had a hall full of great friends. Everybody's always available. And I think I went through a, like a year of depression after I left Washtenaw because it was like, well, suddenly I don't have like friends at my beck and call at all times. And so, yeah, it was just great. Yeah, I think it's a, a grass is greener thing. You know, students can't wait to graduate or can't wait oh, to yeah. get an apartment and get off campus and all this. I'm like, you're going to be paying bills for the rest of your life. And, you know, it's not going to be like this forever. <laughs> um, favorite Washtenaw memory? Is there something that stands out to you? I mean, I'm sure there's tons, but. Oh, my gosh. That, like, I mean, the- I loved Tiger Tunes and Tiger Tracks. I loved both of those things. I think, um, and I think just the people just the friends I made and you know what I love about Washtenaw so much is not just, I mean, all the friends I made when I was there, but I feel like every time I meet someone that went to Washtenaw, it's like instant connection. You know, I just, anytime I meet someone, I'm like, Oh, and like we've had some college interns in the last summer or two. And we have a girl working at our church now that just graduated from Washtenaw. Our experiences are so similar, even though they're like 25 years apart, we still are like, well, do you know this? And do you know this? And, and of course, like all her friends, I went to school with her, their parents, which is how old I am now, but it's just fun to, see, you know, like I loved on Facebook seeing 
just like a couple weeks ago, all my friends were moving their kids into Ouachita, which is the craziest thing in the world to see. But it's, but I think it's just so much fun. I just feel like there's such, there really is such a family and such a connection and it's such a small little world. And I feel like it's more special than any other school. You know, I think other schools have bondings, but it's nothing like what Ouachita is like. So I, I just love that. I love that no matter where I go, I meet people and um, all roads lead back to Ouachita sometimes. So definitely. Um, real quick, just how do you feel like Washtenaw prepared you for, uh, your career, for your life, you know, blogging? How did Washtenaw prepare you for <laughs> your, your life and your career? Um, well, you know, I was a, I was a finance major, which I think I was like in the first class of fine that uh, could get finance degrees. And so, um, and I worked for Black and Decker sales to Walmart doing financial analysis, uh, for 15 years. And I, you know, I feel like. I was very well prepared for that, you know, just having small classes and, um, we had great professors and, um, you know, I, I do feel like they gave me a really great business background to, to be prepared for my career. And then, um, you know, I always joke that, but what's funny is now for the last 10 years, what I, what I've been doing is writing and ministry, which I could <laughs> I didn't want to do anything that had to do with writing or reading when I went to watch. I mean, that sounds terrible, but like I clipped out of English cause I just like math and I wanted to do and science. And so, um, and then somehow I've been, but I still had to take those lit classes, you know, and I still had to take, um, some ministry classes. And I think that all of that just gave me a background for what I'm doing now. And so, in fact, I felt like I was calling me into ministry and I thought, this doesn't make sense. I'm going into business. I don't know what that looks like. And what I would have never known is that, that one day that was 25 years ago. So one day there would be an internet that I would be able to use in, in, in a form of ministry, you know, through social media, through tangible truth. We do a lot online. And so I think that God was preparing me, my heart through Washita and do that to do ministry in a whole different way than I could have ever dreamed. And so God's creative that way. And so I feel like, um, you know, Washita really prepared me for a whole wealth of things that I've been able to do all these years. That's awesome. Um, you know, anything you'd like to say to your Washita, your friends, family out there, anybody listening today, anything else you'd like to, to share with us today? Uh, just, I mean, I'm just so grateful for all the friends that I've made. And I feel like, um, it's been fun to keep up with people on social media that even people that I did, I went to Washita with that I didn't know really well. I feel like I've become really good friends with a lot of them. And I think I wish I would have known you better. You know, I wish we would have, I would have moved in some different circles and, um, but it's fun, you know, just to know them now and to have developed as adults. It's fun to know as middle-aged adults to know some of the people that I knew as young you know, 20 year old kids and then to see their families and their kids going to Washita and just the legacy that they're leaving and, and the, the different things that people, I love seeing what people have done, you know, as they've left Washita and just different, I see, you know, guys I went to school with that are now pastors and it's just neat. And so, um, I just love, I love just the community that Washita has given me and, um, I'm, you know, I hope I get to see everybody in person at some point. I wish we could all just meet up at Washita and have a big party someday. So maybe when COVID's over, exactly. it'll be a big, <laughs> big homecoming time again. Definitely. Now tell everybody where they can find your blog and where they can catch up with you there. Okay. Well, I'm Mrs. Kelly Stamps on Instagram. And um, if you get on there, you can find my blog from there, but it's Kelly's Corner Blog, which with two Ks, which is super cheesy, but it's 
what I came up with when I thought no one would ever read it but me. And so I kept it there. So that's how you find me. I love it. Hey, Kelly, thank you so much for taking time out to visit today. And I'm so excited uh, for all of the ministry that you're involved in and um, all the, the difference you make in people's lives, all these people getting married. So exciting <laughs> from your blog. And I'm um, just praying a blessing over you and your sweet family and your kiddos as they start school back and uh, just praying for a great, great year for you and your family. Well, thank you so much. Same to you, John. It's really good to talk to you. And thanks for doing this podcast. This has been, I love podcasts. And so I was thrilled when Washita got a podcast because it's been fun listening to the different episodes. I hope you keep doing it for a long time. I appreciate it. It's been really fun. And we just love uh, sharing Washingtonian stories. So thanks for being one today. Thanks for being on here. And uh, we just appreciate you. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Tiger for Life podcast. Be sure to rate and subscribe so you won't miss out on future episodes.